Yeah, yeah, ready. All right. Hey, guys, back on the couch today. Got Scott McCaw here joining me for uh, today's podcast. We also got Toby and Stella, his two dogs. So if you follow Scott McCaw on Instagram, you know who these two famous pups are. Um, I'll let uh, Scott introduce himself, then we'll go in a bit about what we're talking about. Yeah, beautiful. All right, yeah, so um, I've been working out of Revo for about three years now in the industry about 10. All right, and yeah, my uh, dogs have definitely become just as much a part of my business as uh, yeah. as my actual personal training itself. But yeah, so um, I guess one of the things we're talking or well, we we're talking about coming on here today was after IUK Day, and well, actually, you've been asking me to come on for like the last six months. Yeah, about six months we've been uh, hassling Scott to come on board. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, it did it did take me a little bit to get to this point. It is yeah. a little bit uh, on the scary side, but. Um, after your Are You Okay Day, and I was challenged last week to start talking about uh, oh, just, yeah, my experiences a little bit more and... Life. Yeah, life. Yep. yeah. I, and I guess just opening up the conversation so that, you know, it can possibly both help myself and others. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you don't mind bringing it up, so when you're younger, um, this, is a, this was on Scott's uh, in one of the stories post up about the podcast but um for those who don't know scott um very unfortunately his parents had committed suicide when younger yeah yeah yeah. so uh dad uh took his own life when i was not uh 11 9 um in in 99 sorry yeah Yeah, and mum did so in 2013 so yeah um yeah both had um heavy drinking and um, different drug addictions at the time, uh, something we've previously spoken about yeah, as well. Yeah, um, yeah so that kind of uh, shaped my entire upbringing and also, more than anything, my out of my 20s. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, mate. And that, like, that's, that's the importance of Are You Okay Today? Like, checking in with your mates because you never know what some people are silently suffering yeah. um, behind closed doors. Like, yeah, you think, like, uh, uh, I suppose, I'm not sure about your parents, but you see some people that have externally quite a happy life, and then behind closed doors, they're using substance, they're drinking every night, and next yeah. minute they're dead. Um, and just asking yourself, why or how? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's the thing. And um, you kind of, you don't realize at the time, but it's the ripple effect of how it affects everyone else for however long afterwards, right? Um, and unfortunately, it is something that's a. Uh, I don't know if it happens more. I don't, I'm not entirely sure on the statistics, but it's definitely there's definitely more awareness, and everyone sort of knows someone who has at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as far as uh, me growing up is concerned, so yeah, dad's was when I was 11 in '99. That was a lot more of a traumatic experience for me. Uh, however. I was, I was 11, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and we are sort of talking about it before, you don't realise the strength you have as a kid. Just keep on keeping on, right? It's not until you get older in life that life becomes more scary. Now, if I go away from the topic of mental health for a second and just talking about COVID and the, our current economic um, uh, state of the country and our recession versus our GFC, like I remember I was like 24, 25, I think it was, when we had our GFC. I didn't think about it once. Yeah. Right? Coming into COVID and the recession now, now that I'm 33, I'm like, but the world's a lot more scary. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. you know, it's always in the forefront of my mind. So, coming back again, so when I was like, so yes, 
dad's was a lot more visual for me. Um, there was a lot more that happened um, with that. Uh, it wasn't until mum's in my 20s when I started, then I actually was really, really affected by dads, right? So that, I don't know if it was my ability to process what had happened um, or I literally just suppressed the hell out of everything <laughs> growing up and then it literally just hit me like a truck as soon as, yeah. Uh, yeah, as soon as mum's happened. Mate, I could, I could only imagine the immense amount of pain you probably felt at one point. Um, like, not at just one point, but like there'll be a point, uh, I suppose, or a year you can remember back when it just hit you about your dad's did you ever get anything like that well it's interesting right so you asked me before um you know had i had i been to see psychologists yep and what i'd done previously and i'd done cognitive behavioral therapy uh and also hypnotherapy right which is different to hypnosis but the idea is it puts you in a deep set of meditation and then um the psychologist will then talk to me and ask me questions and because I got PTSD, I will have memories from 99, right? Then I'll have yeah. something from 2007. Yeah. And then I'll have something from um, 2013 when mum did. And then I'll go back to 94, you know what I mean? So it'll, it, you don't realise kind of, um, how do I explain it? Like, then my thought process isn't linear. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And pain, yes, but I guess I'm an extremely stubborn human being, as uh, any of my past girlfriends would tell you. Yeah. Um, so trying to feel. Yeah, like feel, feel, feel probably not my strength point, but yeah. de- de- definitely, definitely fatigue. Um, but yeah, so probably, probably more suppressed than anything else, because if I, I can talk about this now, I'd be completely fine, right? But I actually had someone come up to me today and they were talking about someone they knew had someone that they knew who committed suicide like a couple of days ago, right? And that hit me like a truck. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, so I can block out mine, but then as soon as it's something, and I don't know this person from a bar of soap, bar of soap her friend or the person that actually did it. You can relate to the pain though. But that's when I feel the pain. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's like you've experienced it at some point in your life and it's like, even though you're okay now, yep. it's like you just feel that. Yeah. Feel that come back. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing. Um, you know, if we bring it back to like just uh, mental health and, you know, anxiety, depression, and all the rest of it, there'll be different things, there'll be different triggers. So it could be a smell, it could be a taste, it could be a tone of voice. You know what I mean? There'll be these different little triggers, right? So for me, it's other people and their stories because I can suppress mine really well. Yes. But yeah. when it comes to anything like that, or I could be. Um, driving along and there's a certain smell and it'll remind me of my old man. Or I'll tell you something else that really gets me. It always happens at home. As soon as I open up the garage door, yep. the, the corridor door will slam, right? And like the wind. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. And, you know, coming from a, a family of like, there was a, you know, um, a bit of domestic violence and all the rest of it. Every time you heard a door slam, you run. And I'm 33, and to this day, every yeah. time the door slams, I get the same knee-jerk response, and I'll be with a client, and I'll get the same feeling that I did back then. It's interesting you say that. Um, that's something I experienced too. So I experienced uh, just domestic violence between my mother, um, mother abusing my father. Actually, oh, really? um, she was a very, um, she was a very manipulative, dominant, uh, strong woman. Yep. Um, and my father was a very introverted, quiet, um, sensitive man yep um and so he used to cop like physical verbal abuse from a mother 
And I remember one time, like I was hiding in my closet, uh, about my daughter's age now, so about eight years old, and I could hear her like smashing plates, throwing things at him, and like yeah, screaming. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah I was I just know, hiding in my well. closet, crying because I didn't want to go out because I thought she was going to hurt me. Yep. Um, and you can hear things slamming, and like even now, like you know, you just hear things slam, just like. I'm like, fuck, what is that? Like, you just, you get that little, um, you get that, uh, you that get that memory. Jolt, yeah. Yeah, you get that memory come back. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then you're like, your amygdala takes over and then bang, it's just like, and then you remember exactly what that feeling was at that first time that that happened and then yeah. your response is like knee-jerk, exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, um, yeah, just those little things come back and, um, you know, even things now remind me, like, I see it in myself sometimes, like, um, how my parents were yep. um, with how they like um, had the views on things like not so much now but previously I used to see it in myself and I've come to realise that you know it was just so different how other families were once you start yeah. seeing how other families are yeah. you're like this wasn't normal yeah and that's yeah. A, and that's the thing like we are a product of our environment yeah. right yeah. so whatever we are around the most we literally become and that becomes the norm you know what I mean? So even though it might not be normal, it's normal in your environment. So, yeah. you know, so your, your, your responses are, they're programmed in a, in a certain way. Values are programmed in a certain way, you know? And yeah. it's not until you have, um, you know, like an external support system, whether it's through a psychologist or friends or... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, people or relationships and things like that, that, you know, and then sometimes it is, it's a little bit hard to transition, you know, because you do, you keep coming back. To yeah. what you know what was comfortable even though yeah. to the outside world it's like dude like this ain't comfortable like exactly this is fucked yeah. up you know yeah. but it's home you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a sad place man going through um any, any type of you know they say you know drug addiction being drug addiction right but at the same time it's a mental illness mm. when you're going through a drug addiction when, you, when you've got an addiction of any sort it is a it's a mental illness but you need help like you know, I was there back in, this would have been 2012, in February 2012, and I was laying in bed, I'd been awake for seven, six, seven days, nights, and I'd run out of money, had no more drugs, taken everything, and I just wanted to die. I had a, I had a daughter who was only a few months old at the time, um, and I remember thinking, I was like, I don't ever want my, any child, my child to see me like this, or yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. Um, and I remember it was 2am I called a mum who had left me by them because I was just a worthless human um, I was violent I was abusive I was had no job just just absolutely worthless uh, in the sense of I was not a, not doing right by others right or by myself I was harmed, like a lot of self-harm from the drugs um, and I remember laying there and I called her I said look I don't want to be alive I'm going to kill myself and she said look you know you, you can get yourself out of this I know you um, I know everything you've done isn't, isn't good up to this point from the drugs and alcohol, but you can pull yourself out of this. And uh, for a second that, that I heard that and then I just took whatever I had left, prescription drugs, alcohol, um, illegal drugs, and then I ended up in hospital. Um, and luckily I got, um, got friggin' come back to come back to after being taken to hospital. Um, yeah, and that was like, there was a point where I was like, oh, I should change. I didn't. I kept going for like another year, and then it happened again. Um, and then it was just, it was one of those things you just like, 
so lucky, so thankful that we have people able to help us in those situations. Yeah. And like you hear those yeah. little things or you hear those voices. Like, I can clearly remember words as messed up as I was at the time just saying, look, I know you're going to get through this. Yeah. I know at some point. And like sometimes that's all it takes when you've got someone suffering that much or in that amount or any, any sort of pain really. Like it's a, not such a level, but just any sort of pain. It can just take that small amount of word. Yeah, 100%, you know, and, that, and that's when it comes back to the are you okay day, man, and that's, the, uh, you know, that's really, really heavy stuff, but, yeah. and um, it's amazing that you've actually come through it, come out on the other side, but uh, do you find as well that your experiences, uh, like you just told me, and then growing up as well, actually helps you with your job now? Makes me a lot more empathetic to people. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, a lot more. Yeah. Um, like, I just, I just know when someone's gone quiet, or it's a client or a friend, something's going on. Yeah. yeah, like you said, um, we spoke about this before, but you know, your clients that aren't following their food plan, they're like, I can't follow my food plan. It's like, cool, talk to me about what else is going on. Yeah, 100%, because it's got nothing to do with the food plan. Yeah. We'll just focus on the thing that is in our control. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. And we'll claim that that's the thing that's actually going on. But it's, yeah. you know, it, there are other things behind closed doors, like life's a game of momentum, you know, yeah. I mean? like I was saying before. So yeah. the real skill is, okay, cool, you don't have momentum. What do you do to then? start to build your momentum, yeah. right? Like, what are the small yeah. things that you do, you know? Because, we'll, you know, we know when you're anxious, depressed or stressed that, you know, particularly with anxiety, you'll the first thing that goes is short-term memory and problem-solving ability, right? Mm. So then when it comes to having clarity to what you want to do and the direction you want to go, you just do not have it. Yeah, right? you can't see any future. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So then it comes down to, okay, cool, like, what's going on with your day, right? So for me personally, if I don't... Um, if, if I'm not having a productive day or if I'm having a down day or for whatever reason I'm just feeling overwhelmed alright clean house equals a clean mind for me yeah right? so uh, you'll know when you see my house if my house is messy you know like fuck Scott's Scott's not doing too well you know Scott's, yeah. Scott's under the pump you know yeah. like these days it's you know it's more just work and things of that nature yeah. but you know like you'll know straight away hey, you're a product of your environment 100% yeah 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 absolutely um but yeah, and, and that's the thing, like you just don't like, and and also when you're in it, you don't see the forest for the trees, you know, whether it's a bad relationship or oh, home life, yeah. you know, and like we're saying, like you're part of your environment and your experiences shape you, right? So I remember when I was um, 15, 16, I got kicked out of home, right? So after my dad, my mum just pretty much just went loopy, right? When yeah. she saw me, she saw him. Right, yeah, it just probably brought up a lot of pain and resentment. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that's all like, she you saw. Didn't understand that back then. Like, it's not oh, something you would have nah. been able to see. She's like, "Why is she? Here? Why is the person that gave birth to me loves me, hates yeah. me?" Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. she's just going through so much pain. She didn't know how to process yep. it, and, and just all got put on. You know, not all, sorry, but like a lot of it got put on in our direction, particularly yep. mine, because I reminded yep. her of him. Ah, uh, one, I got one sister. Yep. She's a little two years younger, and um, I remember. So I was. I actually, I was in a student hostel, right? So I was homeless at the age of 16. 16, yeah. And um, I threw up every single day for two years, right? And I just thought I was crook. Actually, at first I ignored it, right? Then I went to the doctor and, and all the rest of it. It turns out it was actually anxiety as a result. That, but wow. like, I was so far inside my own head, right, that I just, it, that became normal. You know, and it wasn't for like physical appearance that I was concerned about or anything like that. It was just literally, I was just in such a, a fight or flight state that any time I ate something, that was it, it would come up. And it took me two years 
to actually be like, okay, cool. Like, I probably should get this looked at. Yeah. You and know? then, you know, it probably comes back to, you know, I suppose some people say being stubborn is like, you know, um, in a way it's been protective. 100%. yourself. Like, it's been yeah. resilient. If you've gone through something where you've been forced to suppress emotion, yep. or, uh, especially something traumatic like losing your parents or losing a parent, right? Or, um, or a friend. Uh, you, like, like you were saying, like, like um, your drug addiction and... Yeah, know, yeah being, on the, being on that side of it where you, you just, you know, you're done and try commit suicide. Um, yeah, when, you, when you're forced to try... Well, a few things come out of that, but, you know, one big one is resilience, right? And that can mm. make you very stubborn. And that's very hard to explain to other people if you're in a relationship with people who haven't gone through that right it's yep. um yeah they're like why are you so stubborn it's like it's just like yeah 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 you're right and that's the biggest thing right like you know uh any ex-girlfriend will say i'm the most stubborn human being you'll ever come across right and that stubbornness has got me to now it's you know what I mean? you. yeah 100 yeah. but like anything you know what's good in one area can inhibit you in another, and it yeah, does. It it, it, it does inhibit your ability to um, have those relationships and to make yourself, or allow yourself to be in a vulnerable position. You know, like we are now talking about this yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you know, a couple of guys, you know, talking about mental health and their experiences. It's not something that happens too often. Exactly, and yeah. you know, like I said, it took me six months to actually have the balls to even do this. Like, yeah, I, I deflected. Just, I deflected. Yeah. I deflected. <laughs> <laughs> I sent Scott a message uh, every couple months. I was like, one or two months, like, hey, Scott, ready when you are, buddy? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, keen, keen, And then he'll leave me on scene. <laughs> I'm like, no. yeah, man, just busy with work. You know, like. <laughs> no, mate, I really appreciate you coming on board and just talking about this because, you know, as people who have uh, a lot of people listen to us in yeah. um, our work, right, and follow us on social media, it's so, so important to talk about this part that, um, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I market myself as a strength coach. It's not so much the physical strength, it's the mental strength that comes along with learning how to be strong. Oh, 100%. Like, you've been there before. You've, you, you know what it's like to, you know, um, uh, again, this is, a, we're talking about the physical side, but when you learn how to lift something strong, you have to go to a place where you have to call on your mental strength. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, right? And, you know, you get to the bottom of the squat and, like, the first thing that wants to happen is your nervous system just wants to go, ah, uh, nah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and to be able to grind out something like that, like a um, uh, like a personal best or, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. and, and things of that nature, you do. You've got to go somewhere, you know, that um, you haven't been before to do it. And that yes. does. That actually, and that's why, you know, a lot of people say, like, powerlifting, strongman, CrossFit even, you know, yeah, it's yeah. very, very good for... Um, or just general general being in the gym and following a program that's yeah, going to push you a little bit yeah, harder than what you would. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. Any any of that will, uh, yeah, definitely help build that sort of, like, that mental resilience and, you know... Yeah. And that's the thing, is, like, once you can do one thing, it flows off into other areas it of does. your life, you know? I mean, yeah. like I said, like, momentum, you know yeah. what I mean? So if you can do that, it makes something else that's completely unrelated to the gym, possibly a little bit easier. Exactly, yeah, and th- like, you think about it this way, um, you know, a good, a good point when I'm talking to clients about, you know, what they can expect to get out of their results. It's like, not only are you looking at, you know, physically moving better, mm-hmm. physically being stronger, mentally thinking clearer, um, you're also probably gonna wake up a bit earlier and go to work, you're probably gonna work a little bit harder because you got a bit more energy because you're eating cleaner food. All these things just, they have a flow on effect. Yep, the momentum, yep. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. And you know, you're, you're probably gonna 
be better in your relationship because you're going to be have more energy. You're going to feel yeah. better about yourself, or you're going to get to a, like not like I'd say, but or you get to a point where you realize this relationship is actually toxic for me. So one of the questions I always ask in my consultations is, um, is your partner supportive if they got a partner in what you're doing? Because that's such a big thing. Like if you're going through any transformation, physically or mentally, to make your partner of choice aware of that. Yeah. Um, and make sure they're on the same page. Because if, they, if you're there cooking your meals, training, working, your partner's sitting there drinking beer every night, or drinking wine every night, and you're like, yeah, this doesn't quite work with the position I'm trying to get to. So yeah, yeah that's, that's another thing that can create issues. Um, a little bit off topic there, but just on the same note, it's like, you gotta reevaluate your life almost every day, like in a mm. way, you gotta, you gotta be consciously aware of where you are and where you're going. Because as soon as you start making unconscious decisions, you end up in a place you don't wanna be. Which is, which is the places we've been just talking about yeah, exactly. for the last 15 minutes. Mate, yeah, 100%. Exactly. Um, it's like there's a saying, it's like, um, you know, whether it's drugs or alcohol, um, the deterioration of your life is as tedious as watching grass grow. You don't see it. You don't see it when you go from, um, for me, for example, right, is I was getting bullied in my job, so I would um, didn't know how to fit in. Um, and I was only 18, and the guys I work with were smoking meth in the truck work truck and I was a labor on site and I was like oh this is the way I fit in I smoked yep. meth with them um, and then that started being recreational use on the weekends um, and then that started being every other day at work and then that went from every other day to every day and that were over a two year period just ruined my entire life yep. um, it was, well, nothing like that is sustainable yep. um, like, uh, that's the thing about drugs it gives you this false sense of happiness of what life could be like when it's not. That's not life. It's like a fairy tale land that you can't live in. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's yeah. why I try to explain to people now who talk to me about their drug addictions. Yeah. I'm like, look, the high you get on your weekends is making you feel so miserable about your everyday life when that is where the gold is. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Um, you know, like you said, being aware of uh, where we're at at any given time is you know, it, it, it's a skill and, you know, and you, know yeah. you, you may spend your entire life trying to sort that out. So that's why it's, it is really important to, you know, um, talk about these sorts of things or go get a, you know, go get a checkup. Through, yeah, yeah, get yeah, the help, get a yeah, professional. Yeah, 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 a psychologist, right? Yeah. For whatever it is, like I was, um, I was saying before, like uh, my old housemate, John, he had a great, um, great way of explaining it. He's like, you know, he said he's going to go after his um, marriage broke down. He's like, oh, I'm going to go get a service. You know, we all need a service. You yeah, know? like we're yeah. on filter change, right? So, um, and we all need it. Like I said, we become yeah. a product of environment. We life's a game of momentum, and mentor, and the momentum sometimes doesn't go our way, right? So, like, how do you navigate yourself out of there? You know what I mean? Like, we all need help. Yeah, we've all had help yeah. along the way. You were talking about um, uh, your mum before. How you know? I said, look, you know, this is not the person you are, you know, you can get yourself out of this and at yeah. somewhere, sometime that, that hit a switch and that gave you the strength, you know? Exactly, yeah. I've had, uh, I've had different people in my life that have uh, kept me on a straight and narrow, you know, whether it was John in my 20s, Alex, who was my first boss at Foot Locker, I harassed him for like a month before he gave me my yeah. first job there, <laughs> you know, and then even recently coming into my 30s, my ex-partner's mother, she was, she was a stabilising influence for me, yeah. you know, um, coming to there because after mum's passing, um, it was actually a coronial inquest, right? So they actually suspected foul play on the on behalf of a partner 
through extenuating circumstances. So this also added to why it was my, my, my second half of my 20s, why it brought everything up because you have this coronial inquest that dragged out for three years and you literally just pick up every piece of mud along the way in your life and it makes you relive all of it, right? Because it was quite an in-depth process, you know? And you're like, like I'm, I'm going to work one day and I come home and there's a summons that I've got to go to court to give evidence against my mum's partner, you know what I mean? And in this, uh, in this case, so yeah. it was, um, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, it brings up even more pain. Yeah, 100%. You go things like that. It's like, now you're going to have to do this. Like, just like the mum. Now, now you yeah. want me to do what? Yeah. It's like, fuck, oh, yeah, what more can life throw you? Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, like I was saying before, um, there could be different triggers. It could be a smell, a taste, a touch, a tone of voice, mm. slamming of the door, things of that nature, and it brings you back to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there's, yeah. if there's enough repetition of it, you know? It's like if you tell me, Scott, you got a big nose, you said enough times, I'll start believing it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know. You've got big arms. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, like, um, yeah, it is really, really important that we do it and we do need to have these discussions. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, like I said, it's just, it's simple things checking in with people and, you know, it's so easy to put on a mask and go, yeah, I'm okay. And just answer quick. But generally, it's like, if you know someone, you know when something's up. You know yourself when you work with people, and especially when you've seen people not be okay. Yeah, um, yeah, you can yeah. tell when something's up. But that's the thing, though, right? Like, um, EQ, or emotional intelligence, is something that's become really popular, particularly in the corporate world over the last five to ten years, right? Yeah. But it's not something a lot of people have. And I find that our experiences particularly mine as well, has really sharpened those, um, those tools, right? Yeah. It'd be the same with you, right? You know, being able to notice that with your clients, is there a change in behavior? Yeah. You know, you can see the way they lift, you know, yeah. you can see the way they move, their body no, no, language. Yeah, 100%. You, What's respond. their energy like, right? Yeah. You know, and then, the, then our skill set comes, okay, well, how do we adjust? Yes. Right? Yeah. But then also, how do we teach them to adjust, right? Because particularly because you're a strength coach, right? Your clients, and my clients to a degree, right? will get, particularly once they get a little bit into their training life, they get really pissed off if they don't do what they did last week or exactly. last month. Yeah. It's like, well, all right, cool. What happened? All right? How was work? Did you sleep? sleep? Yeah. Have you been following your food plan? Yeah. Did you argue with your partner? Right? Yeah. These environmental stresses will have an cumulative effect, which will then affect your performance, both physically, but then also mentally. And, the, yeah. and that will like sort of navigate its way into all parts of your life. You know, if you don't, well, we all don't. It all happens to us. But, you know, um, get that service that we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so important just to check in and see what's going on. Um, you know, I had a client walk in the other day and she was quite frantic in her responses. Yep. We were just training, like doing a normal session, pushing her to the normal level. Nothing more than what we usually do. Yeah, yep. And she was very frantic and everything. And I said, hey, look, I just, I, I didn't bring it up right then and there because I, I knew the result we needed was to get through that session. Yep. Like that was going to help. Um, so I just sent her a message after it. I said, Hey, look, just notice you weren't, um, you weren't yourself today. Is everything okay? And she's like, Oh, freaking works this. And you know, some of the family's just lost someone and this yeah. has happened and that has happened. And she's like, how did you pick that up? And I said, I was just, like, you know, sometimes you can see that. But then, yeah. yeah, but also, it's also a reflection on you that you, that you knew not to ask 
then and there, yeah. right? Because if you had to derail her from a session, right? Sometimes, yeah. it, but it's also like knowing when to hold them, knowing when to fold them, right? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, you knew with that client that she needed that workout to mm. then tick that box. But if yeah. you then took her away from that, focus, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Then that would further add to it. Oh fuck, I had yeah. a shit workout. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, brought up all this emotion. Hundred percent. Had to leave the gym. And, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Right. But then again, it sometimes. You know, we've all got those clients and they do, they're, they're looking for that, you know, because it, it, like you come to exercise to relieve stress. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, and um, sometimes that is talking about whatever that is, you know, but then at the same time, mm. like you said, that's where your EQ comes into it. You knew with that client. Okay, yeah. cool. Let her get through the session. I'll check yeah. in with her afterwards. Right. That's it. And yeah. she's like, yeah, sweet. How did you know? Awesome. Right. You know, I guarantee that client ain't going to leave you. Yeah. For exactly. anything now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So... No, no, that's a real testament to you. But it's also then how your experiences have then shaped you, you know, mm. all that sort of the pain. Yeah, suffering, you, know, you know, you see it in yourself. You, know, you see it, how other people are in yourself. Yeah. And you're like, that's how you've related back. And that only comes from experience, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's relatable. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? You can recognize it. So then, okay, cool. All right, how do I respond? What do I need to do? Yeah. Mate, I think we better wrap it up there because I think my next client is waiting for me. So, oh, better get out there, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I reckon this will just be a part one. I reckon yep. there's going to be a part two. We've, yeah, got yeah, probably, we've got plenty more to talk about. Um, Toby and Stella might want to say a few words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stella's sitting there yeah. with a massive grin on her face. She's like, yep, yeah. give me the mic. All right, mate. Thank you so much for coming on board. Really appreciate it. it. Cheers.